Well, our next player signing may be the biggest shock of the offseason. Talk about making some noise in the Central Division. Matt Barry, who was a nemesis a year ago with the Toledo Walleye, is now a Cincinnati Cyclone. It feels weird saying that, Matt. Uh, I'm going to get to call some goals of yours with a little bit more enthusiasm this time around than last year. But welcome to Cincinnati. Um, man, there, there's a lot to unpack here. Like I said, this is a pretty big move. But first, let's just start with one of the easier questions. How are you doing? Looks like, unfortunately, a rainy day for you, just like it is here at the time of this recording. But uh, where are you? What's going on? And what have you been up to this summer? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm on uh, staying at one of my friend's places, renting a room here on the lake. Uh, yeah, it's a cloudy day, so not, not too much we can do outside today. But hopefully it clears up a little bit. Um, my summer's been pretty good, just kind of usual skate and work out kind of getting ready for things here Got about a month left before things start to really gear up so doing a lot of that stuff and then on the side just kind of like i said i'm on the lake so i've done some fishing yeah. just kind of some other stuff like that but being on the boat a bit played a little bit of golf this summer not as much as i have in the past but played a little golf too this summer so just kind of i guess typical stuff to do in the summer I was going to say you're you're in Michigan. I was going to ask about the fishing, but you answered that. Any uh, any trips outside the state? Anything like really fun that you've been able to do, or just kind of chilling? Um, no, I haven't been anywhere too far. Um, my girlfriend's from Chicago, so we went down there and watched a game at Wrigley Field. Did that this summer. Um, other than that, no, I haven't really went anywhere far away this summer. Any I chance? You, here. I, I was going to ask. I was just in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Any chance you've been to a, a White Sox game as well? I have. It was a long time ago. That was probably 10 years ago I went to a White Sox game back in college. But, yeah, um, why? What do you think? No, I was, I don't know. It's okay. But, uh, thankfully, we went and got lower bowl seats. I've never heard of this before. If you get the 500 deck, which is like your standard upper bowl seating in an MLB game, they, like, block you off from the lower level. Like, you can't walk in the concourse or go to, like, the official team store. Oh, no. Yeah. See, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. I remember that from my time there. Yeah, you're like a like a third class citizen there. But uh, no, Wrigley was one we were going to go to. They had no home games that weekend. So I'm still hoping that uh, that I can make the trip out there while living here in the Midwest. Um, so let's uh, but a cool summer nonetheless. Uh, now, getting into this, I guess for you, not as long of a summer. I mean, you were playing up until what? Second week of June going with the walleye all the way to the Kelly Cup finals, just coming up short against one of your other former teams, the Florida Everblades. What was it like this year? I remember seeing interviews with Dan Watson, who was the head coach of the Walleye, saying that he felt this group was closer than any group he had seen before. Obviously, it was your first year in Toledo, so you may not be able to compare to some of those other teams, uh, but mm -hmm. that was your first time being in the championship. What was that like? Um, yeah, I mean, I was actually part of a team in Florida where we went to the finals. I uh, didn't play, so I was with Brad Ralph them my first time around. So that was my second time in the finals. So then, yeah, I mean – Playing in the finals and playing against Florida, it was uh, tough. But, yeah, playing for Watson, we had a good group. And, I mean, we were close, obviously. We uh, just, yeah, you know, we didn't get it done. We had a lot of good players. And yeah, it's uh, never good to finish the season that way. But you learn from it. And hopefully next year, you know, we can come out on top here in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, obviously, for you guys falling short and, you know, the, the walleye's path went through Cincinnati and uh, a heck of a first round, which we'll touch on in just a moment. But, can you talk about like what kind of a grind that season is? Because I mean, especially for you, like you were up a little bit with Grand Rapids, actually had a pretty lengthy yeah. with the Griffins, but between them, Toledo in the regular season, plus the playoffs, man, you had to play close to a hundred games last year. 
Yeah, I think I totaled it out. It was 84 last year, which is the most I've uh, yeah, ever played in a season. So that was good for me. Um, I mean, in this, like I said, we play, like you said, we played till June 15th. So anytime you play that long, I mean, you got to kind of rest your body a little bit before you get right back after it. But um, yeah, I mean, after the playoff grind, you just have to get back to things. And yeah, I'm just kind of looking, looking forward to coming down there. You had a monstrous season last year, uh, 61 points in 44 games. Again, you put up some numbers in the AHL too. And at 30 years old, uh, you were proof that age is just a number. A lot of guys in this league, when they hit around that, uh, they kind of are who they are, right? We see a lot of guys that at that point, when you're 28, 29, 30, the call-ups are less and less. I don't think that's going to be a thing for you, man. You're a really, really good hockey player. uh, And what's amazing about – the numbers you put up, I, I guess nobody should be shocked. You're over a point per game average in the ECHL during your 200 plus games here. But what I do think is shocking is you basically had two complete years off and then come back and arguably have the best season of your career. Talk about those two years and how I guess you were able to somehow stay ready for game situations to once again do what you do best, which is put up points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think taking those two years off, it was a, uh really hard for me obviously I didn't want to stop playing but then I did and uh I mean I worked a normal job for like a full year there so I think I I learned a lot from that took a lot from that for when I came back and uh I think it helped me take I guess hockey as my job a little I guess I wouldn't say more serious but I think it helped me kind of not you know have as much I would say yeah I guess just take it a little more serious take it more as a job like and not as much as like fun you know when you're a kid it's like I'm getting older and I got to kind of dial things in now. So I think it's about improving. And like I said, I'm 30 years old and I'm still getting better and I'm still looking to get better. So, you know, uh, I like where I'm at and um, yeah, I kind of like, like what happened last year and looking to have another big season this year, hopefully. Is it fair to say then just the way you talk about that, like what, what I guess um, maybe sparked those feelings, like for you to say, Hey, I started taking it more serious. It was like a, I started recognizing that it was a job you know, you were in Utah, you had been in Florida. Do the two years off or or maybe the pandemic, do things like that kind of move you emotionally and mentally to be like, okay, this this really is a privilege and something I, I can't take for granted? Yeah, yeah, I think privilege is a big word. I mean, playing hockey, and it's a big privilege that we get to do this for a job every day. And I think, uh, like I said, I, I sat at a job and, you know, I was there for eight hours every day. And I was just thinking at the time, like I, I probably could have put in some more work in hockey. So now when I go to the rink every day, you know, I try to stay longer, put in some extra work. Cause I know like when you're done playing, you're going to be at other, other jobs longer than you are at the rink. You know, we're only at the rink, you know, four four hours a day ish, something like that. By the time you total it out, you get there in the morning and you get home. I mean, you're at a normal job eight hours a day. So you kind of got to realize you got some extra time to work with and you can do stuff when you get away from the rink that can, you know, help you too. And other little aspects you can work on too that you know might, might not be on the ice stuff but just off the ice little stuff eating habits maybe watching some extra video just extra stuff you can do in your free time that kind of you know help your work or your job I guess you could say I hope you don't mind me asking what were you doing uh, as a regular eight-hour job um, so I was a mortgage underwriter so I was like underwriting mortgage loans helping them review documents and make sure I guess you had the proper documents so that you could uh, buy a house and that you were qualified to buy a house. All right. Doesn't sound as exciting as hockey. I can understand. No, like it, it wasn't. So I think that, like I said, that you're sitting around at the desk doing the underwriting. I think it was kind of a wake up call a little bit. It's like, this is what you're going to be doing when you're done. So 
if you can go back and play. And I luckily got the opportunity there after COVID with Toledo and a couple of friends that were actually going down there that introduced me to the coach. And that's kind of how it played out. And I was you know, lucky to get back down there and have a good year. So everything kind of worked out good for me the past year or two. And yeah, hopefully everything just keeps moving forward. So last year we talked about it. Um, it was 61 points in 44 regular season games with the walleye. I think he had around 20 or maybe over 20 games with Grand Rapids. Um, mm-hmm. For you, I mean, coming in now, this you're, sti- you're signing another ECHL contract, but I mean, are those goals the same? Are you trying to do what you did last year and whether it be Rochester or another team just get called up again? Um, yeah, you're always looking to move up, obviously. So I'm looking to get some games in the AHL hopefully this year um, or I mean, potentially sign a deal somewhere if you can. But you just got to play your best while you're uh, you know, in Cincinnati. So that's what I'll do, just show up every day, do the best I can, and then whatever happens, happens. You know. So just looking forward to getting back to hockey season, honestly. Even well, though it was a short, short summer, still looking forward to getting back to it. I was going to say, man, we've been off now. What will it be? October October 3rd is going to be five months for us, and it won't even be four months for you uh, at that point. So um, just goes to show how long of a season you guys had. Now, I've sort of buried the lead here, but I think we have to address it um, again. This, to me, is a massive signing. It is a shocking signing. You are going from the uh, the other side of the Buckeye State to its interstate rival. Uh, the Walleye and Cyclones are two teams that are not fond of each other, and you were dominant. If anybody forgets, you had 10 points, five goals, five assists against the Cyclones last year between the regular season and the playoffs. You had some pretty painful goals against us that hurt. Um, you made some plays that that resulted in the puck eventually getting in the back of our net. You helped the walleye beat the Cyclones in a seven-game series that was a hell of a series, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. But the big thing, Matt, is how, why, to to leave Toledo at a place with, with a lot of good players, you know, Brandon Hawkins, TJ Hensick, Dan Watson, we mentioned, a Coach of the Year candidate. Mm-hmm. How do you go from that uh, to make the decision to jump ship and uh, stay in Ohio and just go to the uh, the most hated rival of the walleye and the Cincinnati Cyclones. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a timing thing. You know, uh, we played Cincinnati in the playoffs, battled them to game seven. You kind of see what they got. You see what we've got. You know, certain guys leaving, coming back. So I think there's a lot that kind of plays into moving around. Um, I mean, there's a lot of moving around in this league, but Cincinnati being a bigger city, I kind of like the feel of that too, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was – Tough decision to have to leave Toledo and move to the, I guess, rival in the in the division here. But uh, sometimes that's what you got to do. And I mean, those uh, those opportunities come across, and you just got to take it and take it and run with it. I guess. I was talking uh, just before this 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 signing this video that we're recording. It's about going to come out a little over a week after we record this. But uh, recently, was at a community event talking to Justin Vive, uh, the captain for the Cyclones, and. We, we mentioned your name and I, I mentioned your name to him and his eyes sort of bulged. He was like, yeah, can you believe that? Like, how did we get this guy? So, you know, you mentioned, hey, it was it was time. It was, you know, for you, the right decision. But let, let's talk a little bit about how you made that decision. Who called who? Was it you? Was it Painter? Was it a player? What sort of happened to get the ball rolling in the first place? Um, Yeah, I mean, Painter reached out to me. And like I said, I mean, I saw the way their team played. I thought, I mean, you can tell when a team's coached well, like while they're playing their systems, are they actually kind of disciplined? Are they in the right spots? Are they a hard team to play against? And I thought Cincinnati was. So, I mean, playing against them, I thought was a harder challenge than it needed to be just based off. I mean, you can tell on a 
coaching skill. I thought he did a good job matching up against us. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he reached out, and I liked what he had to say, you know, and I, I liked the build that Cincinnati had, who they had coming back. I know you mentioned Vive. I mean, he's a big, strong player. I had to line up against him a lot last year. I'm going to love having him on my team this year. So, I mean, I think he's going to be big for us. Um, I believe he won a championship, so I think he knows what it takes. And, yeah, I mean, I just think we're going to have a good group of older guys, too, it looks like. So, I think we're going to be uh, really well built here in Cincinnati this year. Yeah, you, speaking of older guys, not to age you, you're only 30, and we talked about age being just a number. You put up points like you're a rookie. Uh, so when you look at that, though, I'm curious how you view yourself. And obviously you're a point producer, a goal scorer, a playmaker. What about in the dressing room? Are you one of those guys that likes to be vocal? Do you have those leadership qualities? Because you will be one of the older guys and on a team that is still going to have a lot of young pieces and is trying to build off of last season, um, there are guys that are going to need to step up in the locker room. Are you one of those voices? Yeah, I think at times. I mean, I might not be the most vocal guy all the time, but I think uh, there's a time and a place. So I think when something needs to be said, you got to stand up and say it so the guys, you know, can, you know, know when they need to make changes or when something needs to be done. If we need to adjust something, you gotta you got to have the voice to say it. And there's times, I think, when you need to say it and step up. And there's other times you let the coaching staff, you know, handle some of that stuff. And I mean, it just depends on the season. You know, this is going to be my sixth full year. So I think uh, I've gotten pretty good at knowing when when, and when not to say things, I think, in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's cool about your career is that you have had all these different stops, ECHL, AHL. I'm curious, you know, I have to feel like you learn as that time goes. Like you're probably not the same player now at 30 that you were at 25, right? So what I mean, are, are there any guys that maybe stick out over the course of your career, Utah, Florida, any of the AHL stops that, that maybe you can recall as like, OK, that was a leader or that coach really you know, showed me something. And, and that's a part of my game that I'm now going to add or a part of my my leadership uh, responsibilities that I'm going to add. Um, yeah, I think it just depends. I think every coach, I mean, you kind of take something different from depending on. I mean, the altercations, I guess, sometimes you get into them with it. That's when you learn from it. Sometimes it's them teaching you something else. I mean, I know in Florida, like John McCarron, obviously they just won him and Ralph have a pretty good thing going, I guess. And he was a pretty good leader down there. He's been the captain for years. Um, let's see. Other than that, I think most places I've played, it's just been like someone who hasn't been there as long as the captain. It's just kind of a first or second year guy. I mean, Hensick was obviously all over the place. So he's been a a leader you can take some from, but he wasn't the most vocal guy, I'd say, either in the locker room. So I would think, I don't know, yeah, I guess you just kind of learn from coaches as you go, and there are little things you kind of add and build off of as the seasons go on. Well, as we get near the end of this interview, Matt, uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, that playoff series, and you've brought up a couple of notes about it. You guys obviously played three more rounds after us, but, man, that series was so close. I mean, that was – it was – you know, as the broadcaster, it was so fun to call. There were so many good games. I, I mean, what do you, and I guess in some ways you make it sound like maybe that series sort of stuck out in your mind when it came to finding a new home this summer. Um, what, what about those series? What are kind of the memories there? Because like you said, it went game seven, man. I mean, you you guys going all the way to the Kelly Cup finals, Brabham Cup champions. That's the second time you've been a part of a team that won the Brabham Cup. But you were one loss away. I mean, hell, even in game seven, remember you guys went up three nothing. Next thing yeah. you know, three two. It really wasn't over till the very end. 
Yeah, it wasn't. And I think, like you said, I mean, you, you see that kind of stuff and it makes you, I don't know, like in this league, like you said, you bounce around. So once I knew I wasn't going to be back in Toledo, you got to look at other places that you think have the qualities of being a championship team and a team that can actually win, win a title. And after playing Cincinnati last year, and like I said, knowing some of the guys who are coming back, I mean, it was clear to me that they're going to be a championship contender this year, I believe. So I just think it was a good spot for me to join. Um, I know they have some pieces that have been there. They're kind of sticking around. So I think add me into the mix. It'll be good for us. And yeah, I just think it was a, it's a good spot to be. Yeah, I, I don't know what line you're going to be on, but I bet you're going to make it better, regardless of who's on that line. Uh, fans have a lot to be excited about. This team is already so good, and the stacking continues. Matt Berry, the newest signing for the Cincinnati Cyclones, who are going to kick off their season October 22nd in Fort Wayne. They'll be back here for first face-off at Heritage Bank Center on Saturday, October 29th. You can get your tickets at Cyclones Hockey. Com. That is going to do it for this edition of Mini Chirps. Our newest player signing is Matt Barry from the Toledo Walleye. Matt, uh, great getting to meet you for the first time. I'll be here virtually, and uh, in just a few weeks, we'll get to meet in person and uh, get the ball rolling here on another hockey season. Can't wait. Yeah, you too. I'll be looking forward to it.